Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On IBC, you'll love it. Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Merry Christmas. Remember, he, he, he loved to read, and there was a nuclear war, and he had no friends anyway, and he was down on the face of glasses. the mannequins that got two weeks off and turned into humans, and they were allowed to go out and shop for two weeks on their own, and then this one came back, and it was over two weeks, and the other mannequins went over here for a minute. Welcome, everybody, to the Zone of the I'm Christopher Feinstein, not John Sachs. Frank Bonacci. The names Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the North. Not Judd. There it is. Yeah, so yeah. it's just two of us again because uh, everybody's just busy. Like everybody's got like a lot of projects they're working on and doing yeah. stuff. And it's the ha- it's the halls. I have like a million things on my plate. Yeah. And I've got Graves disease, so I have no energy to do anything. So it's what, just crazy. What, what, what do you mean? I have uh, hyperthyroidism. Oh, that's what that's called? Graves yeah. disease? Yeah. 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 So my eyes, if I don't get this taken care of quick, my eyes are just not bulging out of my head. Remember me, Eddie? Oh, I know people who have that. Yeah, I think my grandfather had it because, like, on, on my father's side, because he had those those eyes. Like, they would like if he reach his hand out, but his eyes are already touching you. <laughs> big bulging eyes, like grandfather. Well, we are here today <laughs> to discuss the Twilight Zone <laughs> season two, episode eleven, "The Night of the Meek," with an air date of December twenty third, nineteen sixty. After a derelict Santa Claus is fired on Christmas Eve, he finds a mysterious bag that gives out presents. With this bag, he sets out to fulfill his one wish, to see the less fortunate inherit the bounties of Christmas. This is written by Rod Serling, directed by Jack Smite, and stars Art Carney, John Fielder. How do you say Fielder? Yeah, right? Fielder? Fiedler. 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 Piglet. He's Piglet. That's all he is. Yes, Pooh, but the best part is when it stops. Fiedler. He's also, he was also, him and Art Carney were the odd couple, the original odd couple. Is that true? Yeah, on Broadway. Is that, he's the one who In originated the it. Yeah. I know Art Carney originated it. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, that Jonathan Fielder fella. Fiedler. He would be a good Felix, actually. I think that I just remembered something that, that I forgot to do yesterday and... Now it's garbage. What'd you think of this episode? This is a classic episode. You know what? Admittedly, I've never saw it. Really? I've seen it a bunch. It's it's an episode that I've seen around Christmas. By the way, Merry Christmas. I guess this is our Christmas episode. Oh, 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 yeah, it's close oh, enough. So close enough. Merry yeah, this is our Christmas, Christmas episode. I'll put Christmassy stuff here. Right here. Jingle bells. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, but, uh, oh I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. No, that's got to go in. Yabba-dabba fruit, delicious do. Oh, ho, ho, I'm hungry. Santa, my pebbles. Your pebbles. Tis the season to be sharing, Fred. Happy holidays, pal. Oh, Fred. Fruity and Cocoa Pebbles cereals, part of this nutritious breakfast. <laughs> well, yeah, it just is. Because wow, that, <laughs> that, talk about earworms of all earworms. The Flintstones Christmas commercial. Yeah, you could, like, I could, we could both sing the whole thing right now. Yeah. Santa, my pebbles. My pebbles. Well, Santa. Your pebbles. Just the season to be sharing, Fred. Happy <laughs> holidays, pal. Oh, Fred. <laughs> Listen, no, I, this that, is what I've delegated a portion of my brain to. 
dude, it's partitioned and it's like a hard partition. There's no overriding it. Like yeah. that and party, pizza party. <laughs> I can't have pizza to this day. It's been 40 years, Chris. And I hear the pizza party song every time I hear I have pizza and I eat a lot of pizza. I just ate pizza. <laughs> I saw that. It was delicious. Sicilian. You're Sicilian yeah. boy. We had, I wasn't. Megan, we ordered in the, it was in the freezer. We had a whole bunch left over. So I threw it and I didn't want to cook tonight. Sicilian, it's sometimes. I've never Sometimes. Actually... I can't have it all the time. No. No, I'm not a fan. I'll have it if it's a, like if we go to LMB, I'll grab a, a Sicilian. That's like the exception. It's different. Right. So but, just for people who don't know what we're talking about, we're in the tri-state area. There's a place for Sicilian slices or the square slices if you're from the Midwest or anywhere other outside the tri-state. Square slices, which are not anybody's ever favorite, most people. But there's a spot in Brooklyn that's famous called LMB Spumoni Gardens, which has inarguably the best Sicilian in the world, maybe. You know who has a really undersung square slice? Is the Faras. I've never, never actually had the Faras. You never had the Faras at all? No, they're Sicilian. Oh. No. Yeah, no. Try the Sicilian. The, the people don't. I'm sure, it's good. It's I mean, fucking fantastic. Okay, let me explain to that again. Another. See, we're in the we're in the pizza we're in the pizza district of this country, so we have like a lot of the best pizza spots, and two of them are like by me. There's one that's the Faras, which is this. Until recently, there was just this old man in a filthy little place on Avenue J in Brooklyn, yeah, at, who makes an incredible slice. It's like one of those things where people like line up but like if you ever read time out in new york it's like places you gotta eat if you're looking yeah. in new york it's one of those places yeah and it's like it's one always of those a spots. line it's always a always line a line. around the corner like it's two hours like you could wait yeah it's not i've ordered i've ordered from my house when i lived on staten island for pickup and it's probably that's probably a good hour drive yeah and gotten there and still waited 40 minutes yeah, no, it's 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 a serious scene. It's probably gotten better because now the kids run it because uh, the old man died finally. Oh, he passed away. Finally, oh my god, he was old as shit. That guy worked himself into the ground. Like, Dominic, he was old... rest in peace, pal. Dominic. That's what his name was. He, you, I've gone in there on the hottest day of the year. First of all, his hands—you've never seen it anything no. like his hands. His hands. But they had his... no fingerprints left. It was like for Men in Black left. when he became a man. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt off all distinguishing marks of his hands. He has nothing. It must be just like a, an inch thick callus on each fucking yeah. hand because, you know, like speaking of Sicilian, I've watched him prepare Sicilian and, you know, those trays, those, those are like steel trays that he's cooking them on. Yeah. He would just grab them barehanded, like pull it out just to check on it and just pull it, push it back in. Push like, it back in. You're yeah. not touching that. And he's wearing long sleeve shirts in the middle of the summer, he don't yeah, like an final long sleeve, yeah, and he was just a pizza making machine. The guy that's all yeah. he was built for, little geek off the boat, geek. Yeah, so, it's some pie, man. No, it's it great. His legacy lives on. It's actually they have a little, they have like a little satellite in uh, the baseball field now. Like they have a little fed the faras. Oh the yeah, there's one on Staten Island too. Mm. There's another little one. It's it's like combined with uh, a barbecue place for. For whatever reason. Yeah. So anyway, Night of the Meek. Anyway, right. Let's get back. Yeah, what the hell is it? So Henry Corrin, played by Art Carney, who plays an alcoholic, which was so odd, because, you know. And the tank is a snap to claim. I hate fish. Well, so do I, as a matter of fact. I take a drink once in a while. But... He'd never touch a drink that, man. Yeah. That I same was, bar was back. That bar. I, now it's, it's you put so it many times. Yeah. I see that bar. Like, oh, the, there's the bar again. Yeah. I have another one. You owe me for six drinks and a sandwich. That's three eighty. Let me tell you, three dollars and eighty cents for a sandwich and six shots is what he, his bill was. Oof. I would have been. You know how many sandwiches I would eat? Oh $3. my god. Eighty cents. I'd been dead so long ago. <laughs> Not even from the booze. I said that to my wife. I said, Oh, I would have been dead. She said, Yeah, you would have drank a lot, huh? I said, A lot. I said the sandwiches. Sandwiches. I don't care about That's the drink. Drinks. It don't matter how much the drinks cost. I mean, but it also, I thought about that. 
is that it puts in perspective how much those iced coffees cost. Again, a couple. Oh my god, the iced coffees! They were a dollar and thirty cents for iced coffee. It's like he had six shots of liquor and a sandwich under four dollars. So under it's like how, that iced coffee was a real delicacy then. Yeah, man, that wasn't a common item then. So Henry Corwin, played by Art Carney, is drunk. Why isn't there a real Santa Claus for kids like that? What am I supposed to be? Some kind of philosopher? You know what your trouble is, Corwin? You let that dopey red suit go to your head. A bunch of tenement kids, like poor kids. I was like, help me get my daddy a job. And they're all crying. Please, Santa. I want a carriage and a dolly. Please, I want a gun and a playhouse and a set of soldiers in the fort. Oh, please, Santa Claus, a job for my daddy. Please, a big turkey for our Christmas dinner. <laughs> flopping around crying which is very this is very maudlin this episode he shows up at his job which is a mall santa and he meets his boss mr dundee who's played by piglet john fiedler corwin you're an hour late i am now you get up on your throne and see if you can keep from disillusioning a lot of kids that not only isn't there a santa claus but the one in this store happens to be a wino who'd be more at home playing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer now get with it santa claus who fires him for being drunk, which, you know, granted, he should have probably gotten fired. He fell on that fell on that 17-year-old that boy with his mom. Look, Mom, Santa Claus is loaded. Oh, you've got some nerve. You ought to be ashamed. Not, I am ashamed. It's funny how they frame it, so I'm supposed to feel bad for our Carney here, where the guy's doing the right thing. Like, kids don't need to see this. Yeah. Kids shouldn't see a sloppy that, drunk. Not even just was, a little... <clears throat> There was no portrayal of like he's like this he's like a really good guy. Like prior to him finding the sack and then just becoming a really good guy to give out presents. Like there was no real like I don't like I don't he was just like a miserable drunk. Yeah, he was just I mean, I guess the moment with the kids with the, the kids, I guess, the, but those kinda but I don't know, they didn't really didn't, say much. It wasn't it didn't translate well. It didn't translate well. It just translated like this guy's drunk and then you get like, I do this. You ever get drunk and just watch loop of like uh, saddest scenes in movies? Because it's just like, yeah, I, could, I, I don't feel so bad about getting sobbed. Like I'll watch the end of like the Green Mile. It's like on oh, YouTube. God. Just like because I'm drunk. Cause it's like, all right, it feeds that fucking sad energy that the alcohol does. That's why I don't drink so much anymore. Because it's like, I just get sad now. I just put on old playlists of songs from the 90s. Oh, that's and your sw- move? And, and sway in my living room. <laughs> Everybody. My wife and my wife just disappointedly says, "I'm going to bed." The world is a right. And I'm just. <laughs> I remember when this song came out. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, pretty much it. I remember a time. Yeah, right now that's who I am. You're Chris Farley. I'm Chris Farley. <laughs> in, just have uh, your nose. Dirty work. I just right. I haven't gotten bitten off yet. I can remember a time. Hey, look. There's Mitch on TV. So I remember time. he's not. Now he goes back to the bar. They're like, you're not. You're too soused. He tries to go back into that bar. Like, get out of here. You fucking lush. The bar, the bartender. I really liked. Yeah, me too. Hello, Jack's place. No, Jack's not here. This is Bruce. Wait a minute. Santa Claus, I catch you trying that one more time. I'm going to break both your arms up to the shoulder blades. Now go on. Get out of here. What's that? No, it's just Santa Claus trying to heist the joint. He was great that actor. He said, what are you, a nut? He says, <laughs> what are you, some kind of a nut? He was the most authentic bartender yeah. they've oh, had yeah. on this show so far. Yep. What are you, a nut? <laughs> Loved him. So like, you touch that bottle again, my friend. I'll break your arm from the shoulder. <laughs> 
like he was like really i thought i met guys like that yeah you know i i got i looked him up uh who is he val avery i said i had to look him up because he was like that guy is really good and i try to find him and stuff i've seen he looks familiar he was in Cobra. Who's he in Cobra? He's the chief. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Anybody tell you I have an attitude problem, Cobra? Yeah, but just the real one. This is the second time Cobra's come up on this show. Cobra is really bizarre. Like Cobra is a bizarre movie that we should talk about because it's really funny too. It, it checks a lot of horror boxes. It's a slash. It's a. It's an action movie slasher Cobra. It's weird. It's like a horror film has invaded a sweaty cop action film from the eighties. Yeah, it's like if Action Jackson had to fight Jason, <laughs> which I, I've never wanted to see anything more. <laughs> you just said dude, that. I, I'm not going to sleep tonight. Now I want to see that movie. Hot, hotter, hottest. <laughs> that movie's awesome. <clears throat> That's a very good movie. So he's walking through an alley as all filthy bums end up. How do bums end up in alleys? It's like a magnet, a bum magnet. And uh, a cat trips over a burlap sack and he finds it and it's filled with it, it was filled over with beer cans. Cans, yeah. But it's some of them like soup cans, some of them. It's yeah. like a really weird assortment of cans. Yeah, there's a lot of cans. It was just like, like mixed peas. recycling. <laughs> yeah. Could be lunch meat, could be peaches. The point is, you don't know. <laughs> Who wants a surprise? I do, I do. Could be lunch meat, could be peaches. Who knows? The point is this. Even though it's free, don't mean it's no good. Am I right, princess? You're right, honey. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell people what that's from. Yeah, that's uh, if, you, if you know that one, please reach out. Yes. He sees that they're all packages. They're all pr- Christmas presents, so he could be Santa. He starts giving presents to children. He starts giving it to, uh, and then to, I love how Wikipedia describes it, derelict men. <laughs> Can I swear to you, on account of I seen in my, my own eyes, Santa Claus is coming down the street, heading this way, and bringing everybody his heart's desire. So the real honest to goodness Santa Claus. Attending oh, a Christmas the, Eve service. Yeah, those guys would have left him for dead if he would have walked in and started handing those things out. Those guys had blood in their eyes. Yeah, that those police showed up at the right time. It's just like they they really saved his life. Like they, so the police he's handing he goes to a mission to hand out presents to a bunch of of the the, the flotsam of our society. <laughs> <laughs> the pol- then the police come. We'll settle this in a hurry. You got a receipt for this stuff? Receipt? Of course you got a receipt. No. Just the Florence. If you please collect all the stolen goods and put them in a pile over there. I'll send for them when I check on who owns them. Oh no! Come on, Santa. Does he show up with Mr. Fiedler? Is he back at the station that Fiedler shows Um, up? I think Fiedler's at the station. Fiedler comes to the station. This episode did something that I hate more than anything in any kind of movie, where puts the character in a situation that he can easily explain his way out of, but for some reason doesn't, and then just gets arrested, or it it aggravates me to no end. That is a trope. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, do not watch Inside Man. The new Stephen Moffat show for uh, oh like, really? That's literally the whole show. It it's, fucking tortures me. It's a whole thing that spins out of control because people can't just go to the other person. Going no, no, stop, hold on for a second. I can easily explain this. Right? Why it's like the, the entire Meet the Parents movie? That's why I fucking can't stomach those movies. People love those movies, and I hate every like I like the whole premise annoys me. It's just like yeah, when he starts gets... saying he's milking cats. It's like it's like what? Why, how did you get here? Like I mean, it doesn't. I I can't relate to not being able able to what what are you talking about no milking cats what do you know it's just everything it's just easily explainable I, 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 that's, that's a something. very annoying trope like, oh, I, I hate, hate it so much 
it's frustrating. It's it's late. Honestly, I think it's not late. I, I understand like when you watch Inside Man, there are things that I'm saying Inside Man's actually good though. I'll say it is good for yeah. half of it. It's Sherlock again. It's Moffat doing Sherlock, but mm. with, with a clever gimmick. But like the, the crime is like committed by somebody. I'm not going to say who because people want to watch it. And it's just like, it's just so it's stop. I'm going to explain this and then you'll understand there's a misunderstanding that could easily be like rectified. Right. Yeah, so like why do the police show up? Because he's giving away those presents. They think it's Stolen. The, 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 yeah, right. The woman uh, who who's running the mission, I guess, goes and gets the cop and he's like, you got receipts for all this stuff, pal, right? It's like, what the fuck? I need receipts. This is the thing. This is my stuff. What do you do? What do you want from me? What are you, some kind of a nut? Yeah. So, right. So they go to the wrong. police station and Fiedler's there and, and Fiedler thinks he stole the stuff from the mall. But why would you think that? Right. The I don't know. Missing from the mall. Like, what are you talking about? Right. This could be easily. OK, go to the mall, do an inventory check. And if there are things miss irregularities, especially like, you look in the bag. Oh, right. that's what happens. Well, eventually right, they right. say look in the bag. Seems to be a slight discrepancy here. Listen, you moth-eaten Robin Hood. The wholesale theft of thousands of dollars worth of goods is not a slight discrepancy. Though I can tell you right now, Corwin, this whole affair comes as no surprise to me. I perceived that criminal glint in your eye the first minute I laid eyes on you. I'm not a student of human nature for nothing. Seems to me that you've put your finger on the problem, Mr. Dundee. This bag doesn't know whether to give out gifts or garbage. And there's just cans in there again. And then the cop immediately believes that it's a magic bag. Mr. Dundee, believe me, it's like Corwin says. We're dealing with the supernatural here. He means, yeah, he does. Well, then he says, he, you want charity? He's like, he wants a charity brandy from 1903. Yeah. And he oh, gives it year. to him. Good year. Um, <laughs> good year. That's what he says. It's a good year. Corwin, I fancy a, a bottle of cherry brandy, vintage 1903. Oh, that's a good year. And, and for you, Officer Flaherty, how dare you drag me down here at the busiest time of the year to look at a bag full of look, garbage look, that Dundee was found by Dundee. Pardon me, gentlemen. Merry Christmas to both of you. Yes, he would know because he's a filthy, filthy drunk. Yeah. This episode, the show has patterns that I recognize because I watch, we watch them in two shots of two where they're making me try to feel sympathy for somebody I generally don't. Yeah. Like, and, and I I shouldn't. Like, that, that's the thing, right? It's just like he's with the kids and he's crying. Like you should have given me something a little more there than that. Right. You couldn't make he was just a rotten drunk. He was late for his job. Right. He's wrong. Like he's done he's bad wrong. things. He's done he, right. he's wrong through the whole thing. So I don't sympathize with him when you're supposed to. He's like, hey, life sucks. The world isn't great. It's like, yeah, we're all dealing with it. We're not slovenly drunks that are like really traumatizing children because nobody right. wants to see a drunk Santa Claus. Nobody kid wants to see any Santa Claus. They yeah. all freak out. What would you like for Christmas, huh? Did you fuck my mom? What? Did you fuck my mom? It's like what that scene of Christmas story. Oh, <laughs> I just last this Friday we brought my daughter for uh, to meet Santa, and she loses shit. She, she don't want to see the she want to see the guy. It's overwhelming because he's wearing all red. Yeah, it was a lot. She wasn't having it, and he's just a uh, you know, and he's got that Mrs. Old man. Claus. She was gonna fuck with, but that's Mrs. Like... Claus was there. She was that Santa Claus, Claus energy is overwhelming for a kid. Like, yeah, she had, he had bells all over him. It's like, what are you doing, man? You can overstimulate these fucking kids on, before they get on your lap. Kid, what are you doing? Fucking take it down a notch. For some reason, his beard Let me was smell your breath. His beard was uh, lightly dyed like a light blue for some reason, like half of it. So I don't know what was going on there. I think, you know, that's he probably fucked it up. That's what yeah. that is. that's what that happens. Yeah. Like when I tried to dye my hair that time and it came out pink. 
It was like just the bottom. So I was like, I don't know what was going on. He was going for something that didn't work. Yeah. I, see, this is why John should be here because he loves Bad Santa. Picture John saying something about Zan- Bad Santa. And well, he probably have Santa. that from Bad. We probably have him talking about something yeah. from Bad Santa. Somewhere. I think he did it last year's Christmas special. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You ain't gonna shit right for a week. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Since I came here 15 years ago, girls have been in my head. Walk me through the specifics of the case. Patty, Catherine, Olivia, Hope, Fiona, Veronica, Juliet. You have this way of taking things to the edge. Just leave it alone. But what I need to do is to lend a voice to these lost girls. When you walk with the devil... He won't let you go so easy. Don't shine, don't shine. Never, I'm trying to. You rob the spark and punish the innocent because he can't stand what it reveals about you. I'm so tired. Let it out! Anyway, he meets some guy named Bert, who's like, hey, where's your gift? He's like, nothing for you, nothing for yourself, not a thing. You know, I, I can't think of anything I want. I guess what I've really wanted is to be the biggest gift giver of all time. Although if I had my choice of any gift, any gift at all, I think I'd Wish I could do this every year. And as he's returning to the alley where he found the bag, <clears throat> a little person comes out. We've got a year of hard work ahead of us to get ready for next Christmas. Come on. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I like that cut that they did. Yeah, that was really well done. Again, we should point out this is another. This is the second of uh, the six, six episodes yeah, that were shot on video. I will say, I think it worked for this one. Like, I, I like it. I, I'm the weird person that likes it when it's shot on video. I don't think it like in certain cases. Just that old shitty video. It feels more Christmassy for some reason. I don't know. But that sequence when he sees the elf, yeah. it's actually really well staged. Like mm-hmm. you know, for like because they do it mostly in a oneer, and now he's the real Santa Claus, Flaherty and Dundee, the boss, uh, Piglet. And the cop. The boss and the piglet. Piglet and the cop. Larry, you better come home with me. And we'll pour out some hot coffee. And we'll pour some brandy in it. And we'll. <laughs> and we'll thank God for miracles, Flaherty. 
Well, you see how that ends, you know, Piglet's the bottom in that situation, <laughs> you know, like that. He's like, hey, why don't you come back to my place with some coffee? Yeah, we'll we'll like, finish coffee. this bottle. But uh, <laughs> so they they see him flying away and they're like, oh, and they're all soused. They're all they got the, they got that Christmas cheer. And they're like, hey, he's Santa now. Good. Let's go. Uh, they don't seem too bothered by it. What did you see? It was Corwin, Mr. Dundee. Big as life. And a sleigh with reindeer sitting next to an elf and riding up toward the sky. That yeah. would fuck me up. That filthy bum that I find <laughs> is the real Santa Claus. I'm probably going to go in hell. I've, I, I've rejected Santa Claus. I'm going to hell. Come on, let's fucking make me feel good. Make, make, like uh, me feel good. Happy holidays, pal. Oh, Fred. Uh, so this episode, uh, I think it's not great. I, I expect this kind of episode from Serling. You know what I mean? Like, this is like him. You know what Serling? Okay, I realize that Serling's problem is. He can't do comedy. He's not very good at it. No, no. And comedy's tough. It's very tough. And, and listen, his strengths, like, listen, with the shit he's strongest at, probably better than anybody. Yeah. But we even the episode we watched last time was supposed to play or two episodes ago. It was supposed to play as a comedy or no last episode. It was supposed to play as a comedy, but it wasn't funny for the reasons <clears throat> that I think they intended. Like I don't think he's good at that. Like when he tries to do light comedy, I, I, it's not it's not for you. That stuff falls flat, feels weird. You know, maybe shot on video wasn't great. Eh. I mean, not my favorite episode. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I guess people like that. I mean, I'm being we're being Scrooges. It, it's 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 well-meaning. It's well-intentioned. But if we're looking at it and in and, and fairness, we I kind of don't like drunks. Drunks bug me. Yeah, I have no tolerance. I The older I get, the less I have. The tolerance less I have. Dealing yeah. drunks. Even like even like when I'm out with friends and I'm getting drunk, if you become too drunk and you become a drunk, then I have no tolerance either. It's like you got to control yourself. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, look, I drank a lot. <laughs> I've, I've had a, a, what you might call a drinking problem. But when I drink, I try to stay out of people's way. I kind of don't. I, I really am still trying to think. I, I chatter a bunch, but I, you know, that's to be expected. Yeah, but that's expected. That I can deal with. I can deal with. Unless I'm have, not drunk. Right. <laughs> if I'm not drunk and you corner me. <laughs> it's annoying. And she grabs me by the wing. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I can't do it right now. You, you got to stop. You gotta I'm stop. not at the same place no, you're at. Right. We're two different. Might as well just right. be screaming across a valley. I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But I'm consistent when I'm drunk. You never see yeah. me have mood swings when I'm drunk. No, I don't, no, 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 no. That's fucking annoying. It's like, listen, if you can't control your emotions when you're drunk, then don't drink. Right. Seriously, just stop. I can't stand that. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was drunk. It's like, well, then you know that I'm going stop forward. doing that. Stop it. Stop it. This episode and the last next episode I have are about drinking. I'll just say Sterling has a lot more sympathy for drunks than I do. I yeah. really don't. I, I and listen, I get it. Life's hard and sometimes we self-medicate. I get it. If you're a drunk that bothers other people, I don't care. Like, I don't care how bad it is for you. That's how he, it's like in this one. He's like trying to do the right thing. But he also, you know, like he showed up and freaked kids out like he can't function. Like, it's yeah. like you should know better. What are you a nut? Yeah, that guy's great. Like the best, the best part of the episode is the bartender. He's my favorite thing. What are you, some kind of a nut? Merry Christmas, everybody. What are you, some kind of a nut? <laughs> That's what we should have. What are you, some yeah. kind of a nut? <laughs> and now, Mr. Serling, a traditional, if somewhat stark and tragic piece of Americana known as a gallows. And next week on the Twilight Zone, we'll watch a young man mount its steps and then wait during that eternity that lies between life and sudden death for the trapdoor to spring, his neck to break and the elements of his body to rejoin the vast darkness of whatever lies beyond. Our program is called Dust. Thank you and good night.